0: Before we get into today's game scoop, let's take a moment for a shout out to our sponsor, Squarespace. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether you're just starting out or managing a growing brand, Squarespace makes it easy to create an awesome website, connect with your audience and sell anything, all in one place, all on your terms. With Squarespace, you can easily sell custom merch and create a passive income stream. You design your products and production, inventory and shipping are all handled for you, saving you time and money. You can sell your products in an online store. Whether you sell physical, digital, or service products, Squarespace has the tools you need to start selling online. Use insights to grow your business, learn where your site visits and sales are coming from, and analyze which channels are most effective. Improve your website and build a marketing strategy based on top keywords or most popular products. Ready to get started? Head over to squarespace.com gamescoop for a free trial. And when it's showtime, use our special promo code, GAMESCOOP, to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain.
2: IGN
0: What's up everybody? Welcome to IGN Games soup I'm your host, Damon Hatfield. Joining me this week is Justin Davis, Oop. Sam Claiborne, Taco Wednesday, and Brian Altano. <laughs> we actually did Taco Monday this week in yeah. the Hatfield house. We did Monday. too. You did? Yeah. That's why I that's illegal. <laughs> we, uh, it's called dumping. We always use. <laughs> <laughs> and it's illegal.
3: Taco Monday sounds way more like legal than Taco Wednesday. That just seems like you're playing catch-up. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we
4: signed some paperwork ahead of this, and <laughs> you, <laughs> you made sure it cleared. You got, cle- Go got it cleared. it with IGN yeah. Legal.
0: <laughs> uh, we've got a great show for this week. It is what we call a slow news week here at IGN. <laughs> but and yes, last week was so fast that that's okay. Yeah, it mm-hmm. is okay. Uh, on slow news weeks, that's when we we lean on you, the dear listener, to carry the burden of what we should talk about, and that's why we're going to lean on listener mail. How can people get in
2: touch with us if they want to?
0: Justin, that's a great question. If you're ever wondering how to reach us, you can always email us at the address gamescoop at IGN.com. Just like Michael Charbonneau did Ooh. from Bar, Vermont. Good name. Good town.
3: Is that with one R? Two R's. Two R's? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay, cool. So B-A-R-R-E. So like, not like a, drunk, a bar. You bar-ay, bar-ay, I'm bar-ay. I'm guessing <laughs> that's not how you pronounce it. <laughs> <laughs> Michael says I'm a long time listener I've written several times for a 20 questions game suggestion today I'm writing with a general question for the whole group with open world video game map size consistently getting larger mm-hmm. I've started to notice that it's also getting much harder to memorize key areas of yeah. the map I love open world games and I always enjoy getting to know a majority of the map like the back of my hand with games like Assassin's Creed Odyssey it seems near impossible to get comfortable with any one area because they're all so large and sometimes rarely revisited some game developers have a perfect Balance with a large open map that is designed in a way that makes it easier to get familiar with, like GTA 5. So my question <clears throat> is, do you guys prefer a map to be the larger the better or something smaller where you know every nook and cranny? Mm. Thanks, guys, for all that you do. That's a good question. It's true about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Uh, b- I'm still playing we, that. Th-
4: before we answer that question, remember, you can have your family also submit 20 questions, questions to try to stump us. It's a family we,
0: challenge. We finally beat one family last yeah. week. Brian, uh, a trio of siblings each sent in a different... Uh, video game 20 questions suggestion to us. We lost the first two. We really? We lost the first two, but they beat the third one. We <laughs> defeated them in the end, which is yeah. the important good. part. Yeah, it's always good to I think that's siblings. how it works. You win one battle out of three,
3: you win the war. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
0: pretty sure that's it. This is a great question. I really yeah, it like is. It. Yeah.
3: I, I definitely prefer a smaller map these days. I think that like there, there's a sweet spot and I think we reached this precipice, and then jump past it where things got a little too big. I feel like Horizon was a little too big. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that like something like Far Cry was... Far Cry New Dawn was like, you know, which is a reskin of uh, Hope County in Far, Far Cry 5. 5. Yeah. Um, that's a good way to get used to a map is to play it in two video <laughs> like, games back to back. Did it feel <laughs> familiar? Oh, film? yeah. It yeah. yeah. Like, like, Damon and I were talking about that. There's yeah. multiple times we were like, what a cool area. I do oh, yeah. I've been
0: here already. I, I don't know this for sure, but it feels like maybe they took that map, same map, and kind of went like this... A little bit, and it for your listeners, it feels like they shrank it inward just a little bit because yeah, doesn't feel like it takes as it doesn't feel it, like it, it takes, as, it it like it takes it as long it. to like walk it, across. It could have also just increased your speed. Movement speed? Maybe. Mm -hmm. maybe Like, that's
2: what, it's a little bit, uh, it's always interesting talking about the size of a video game map, because it's really informed by how you're getting around. Right. Are you zipping around in a jet, or just doing crazy stuff like Far Cry? Or I think someone uh, calculated that in GTA, you're actually running on foot at like 20 miles an hour, just something insane (laughs) like that, so.
0: Yeah, and then just Cause, there's plenty of vehicles you jump in. But in an Assassin's Creed Odyssey... It's going to take you, what, 20 minutes if you were to actually go all the way. Right.
3: Same with something like Red Dead, right? Um, Which is a massive game that you also move very slowly in, and uh, fast travel is basically knocked down to just a few key points, and it only works one way. So So, so I think, yeah, more so
2: than just pure square miles. It's time to cross the map, and whether there's like varied, like the Far Cry 5 map I think is boring. Like I don't think Hope County is very interesting compared to something like... What if there was... More flowers. <laughs> just please, just put more, more of them mm. in there. Compared to like GTA Five, where it's like you know you're palling around in the desert. Now you're in downtown. Right. You're up in the suburb, and like it feels more distinct and. Um, Interesting. Like, if you go around the next corner, I feel like you.
4: Well, you, you guys feel like you've memorized the Ocarina of Time map, right?
3: Oh, I mean, no. I I thought we did, but that's then what you, I was going to bring up. <laughs> yeah, you pulled it up in the office, and I was like, oh, I know how to get to Kakeriko Village, and it was just up and over here. And you're like, no, it's not. It's actually over <laughs> yeah. here.
4: Like and I, everybody kind of gather it around, and look at the mini map, which is like not detailed enough yep. to kind of show you where it just shows you where little exit are, and like it doesn't show you the features, no words. And we we're looking at it, and everybody's like, it's right here. I was like, no, it's down here, guys. I thought you were playing okay. something like mirror this, mode. like six times this week like it's down here and then everybody's like but I also thought it was mirrored yep. because we played a mirrored version of that game mm. I just thought that was interesting and like when you're out in the field though like if you just turn and look that's my favorite part about that game and what it kind of set precedent <coughs> for is features mm-hmm. and, and their distance features so you can always see Death Mountain like yep. you can be in uh, you know Lake Hylia and see Death Mountain and, stuff. Mm-hmm. and it's just you can always orient yourself that way and if you grow up like uh, like I did in a place with mountains, it's actually really helpful. Like When you're, in, when you're a kid and just just like learning a town, like a giant grid like where I was in Phoenix, Like there's like mountains. There's a like Camelback Mountain right in the middle of it. There's the, the McDowell Mountains at the other end. I could always tell where I was. And that's, that's why when I'm in Kansas, I'm like, I have no idea where I am sometimes. Don't know what direction is, things <laughs> that, are. Is that's stuff. totally what are you true,
3: because there aren't a lot of open world games that have mm-hmm. that sort of key, very tall, striking yeah. geographical location yeah. that sort of locates you. I think it was intentional.
0: That's why, I'll say it, Breath of the Wild is another game where you can always kind of orient yourself and yeah. know where you are. I got to play that game. <laughs> I recommend it.
2: Um, I think it might be a Sam game. 10 out of 10, IGN. I actually have a horrible sense of direction in real life. I never know. I get lost all the time. eat uh-huh. mountains. Yeah, and like that extends into video games. Like If a game doesn't have a really good, like, robust mini-map system or a mapping system or navigation system... It legit impacts my ability to like enjoy that game. Yeah, like, I'm the I, same way. I got what, this is a deep cut, but uh, the game where you play is a bad guy uh, overlord, I think, where you have these little minions. I liked Overlord, mm-hmm. but that game had no map, and it's mm-hmm. sort of this you know twisty turny game world, and I got lost in it, and I'm like, I had to stop playing the game. I'm like, I'm
0: getting really frustrated. Right, um, I I always had a really poor sense of direction in real life until I moved to Chicago, yeah. and lived near a large body of water. Mm. I feel like when I live near a large body yeah. of water, I can always orient myself. That's right. why
2: San Francisco, being on a peninsula, you're surrounded by water on three sides. It's actually very easy for me in this city to orient my head and like mm-hmm. understand where I am. Sutro Tower helps,
4: too.
3: Mm. I always have that thing that happens when I move to a new city or on vacation in a new city where uh, I will... Walk around all day and all of a sudden realize I'm not exactly oriented where I thought I was. I and love that feeling. Yeah, it's like uh, when you wake uh. up, you get like you get into a bunch of crimes in a GTA game, and you wake up and the camera pans around. And you're like, "Where am I? Oh, I'm outside of the hospital." Man, I really blacked <laughs> Even out you've last been night. By it <laughs> yeah. So
4: many times. Um, <laughs> I mentioned you know, Hor- that
3: means you got uh, killed in GTA <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and you woke up. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Just like in real life. Um, I mentioned Horizon. Uh, that's a huge game, but it's also I think it does a really good job of having a really interesting, diverse landscape because there's like there's like, a jungle area and a fire area. And it feels exactly. like, like adult Super Mario world or something like that. Like, it's really cool in that regard. I also think, to
2: uh, Michael's other point, just about smaller game worlds, like, that's what I loved so much about Bully. Just, like, mm. a much, much smaller space. It hardly even constitutes, like, an open world, but, like, a very, very detailed, densely packed small space. And that's what I really love about the Yakuza games, which I think came up on GameScoop a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I love those games for a lot of reason, just the quirky humor and the brawler combat. But what I really love about it is almost every game revisits this same neighborhood, and you get to see it change and evolve over time and go into the shops and see some of the same people. And it's like, I don't know, it's like six blocks. Like, that's it. But, like, they're split up into these distinct districts, and it feels like a real place.
4: Mark Ryan, uh, a longtime employee of IGN here, was not the guys' team a long time ago, used to always say that if there, if games had fast travel in them, then, uh, then that is defeating the purpose of having an open world. Mm. He said, well, I'd like, like to see e- him
0: try to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Well, right. games have
4: gotten, that's 10 years ago. Yeah. So games have gotten a lot bigger since then. But still, like his point was like, if you're going to make a world open, then like make traversing it so fun that you know you're gonna want to do that every time, and you're not gonna want to like skip past it and get into well, the game.
3: It's a tough balance because you're you're sort of you're taking these quality of life things right, like the new Far Cry game right. Damon and I both played a ton of it. Um, Damon reviewed it. Uh, I put like twenty something hours in. I finished it. You can unlock helicopters in it, but you can also fast travel to pretty much anywhere on the map. Mm-hmm. Um, and airdrop into those areas so oh,
0: it so basically it negates helicopters. Well helicopters have machine guns and missiles.
3: Yeah yeah. but then <laughs> like what are you going to
0: use them for you know because there aren't you really just... flab to an outpost and just start blasting. That's fun that's fun, it's it's fun it's it's to do. It's
4: for like the toy version but yeah, like yeah, if you're yeah. actually going to like beat something yeah. you're going to want to do the airdrop. Yeah. Shadow of the Colossus was I think probably his example at the time I'm um, thinking about it yeah. and I really like that like the purpose of the open world in that game is to kind of solve the puzzle of where the, the Colossus is but also just to look beautiful. And Red Dead did that this year. Um, That's not enough for a lot of people, but Mm -hmm. it is for me. And I actually really, really like kind of chilling out and kind of panning the camera Mm -hmm. around and like being admiring a game. Yeah, Like there's just a type of game that I like to play that way. And I, I can totally see people in the office being like, "Oh my god, I can't believe I have to go across this map again." Yeah. There's just there's just different people that, that mm, feel right. you know, differently about maps.
2: Games, some games do a lot better job of contextualizing your fast travel, like oh you're taking the subway or whatever. Like yeah. uh, like Spider Man, for example. Whereas Assassin's Creed goes hard just, in the other direction. You're just like, warping there. You can warp there. You can warp your boat to you. You can warp to your boat, and they just like they they have no uh, shame about like we're a video game. Like this yeah. game is here in service of the player. Animus like, has fast travel. Yeah, like I can respect that too. It's like Spider Man was interesting
3: because traveling in that game was so much fun that I felt yeah, like example. I, I felt stupid even using the subway. I only did it when I was like in Brooklyn. I'm like I have to get to Harlem because I <laughs> yeah. want to go get a collectible. Just like in real life. Yeah, <laughs> just like in real life. I'm not
0: going to swing there. <laughs> Who do you think I am? Speaking of Assassin's Creed Odyssey, <clears throat> when I signed off last night to go to bed, I was at 77 hours. And I know I still hey. have several like story missions left. I feel like I spent too much time on side quests yeah. in that game. I filled up on chips before dinner, mm-hmm. <laughs> and now I'm like ready to be done with it. But I still have like a big you, chunk of the story. So list. you still have you to can finish wrap the story. it up pretty fast. Well, I mean, I, 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 yeah. I when I'm looking at my like quest yeah. list, I still have st- several story missions. Mm-hmm. Part of it is that um, if you want to like upgrade, you know, your your character, you have to find all the cult of uh, yeah, the cultists, and there's like, well, you know. To un- you have to upgrade your spear in order to gain new abilities, mm-hmm. and then it's like, well, for the next upgrade, you have to like kill nine cultists, Yeah. and each one is very involved in like f- uh, finding that was my favorite finding part the clues. Of the game. I you, like it too. It's, you it's came like, at it kind so of
2: sideways. Well. Like most people, finish the storyline with your family first, and mm-hmm. then hunt down the rest of the
0: cultists and the other third main quest like that I didn't spoil. Your top tier unlocks or ability upgrades are, are locked behind mm-hmm. upgrading your spear, which yeah. is locked behind killing cultists, and yeah. you want to have those before you finish. Well, that just thing. seemed like it'd yeah. be useful, but anyway. Mm-hmm. I think I'm going to go back to that game. Yeah? Yeah. It's a good video game. All right, let's moving on. Uh, Let's moving on. Let's moving on. This is Rob. He says, I live in a small town about four hours north of Vancouver in Canada. I'm emailing you guys because I need some advice. You always read these like it's the
4: clue on 20 questions. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I'm just saying. It's a very important detail. He wrote it. Okay. I didn't make this up. <clears throat> can he see his hands? <laughs> need... Rob, can you see your hands? Let's move on. I am emailing <laughs> you guys because I need some advice on what games to play. I got out of gaming a few years back when I got into a relationship. During that time, I sold my PS4 and Xbox One. My partner was not into games, thought they were a waste of time. Oh, no. Your partner was a waste of time, Rob. <laughs> we're forward... married and have four kids. <laughs> <laughs> Fast forward to now. We realize we do not work. And we are separating. I'm planning to buy a PS4 in the coming weeks. I need your guys' help as to what games you guys would suggest I play that I have missed in the last two and a half years. Let's
3: see. We so just mentioned them all. But yeah. Just
0: now. <laughs> Refer to last question. Breath of the Wild, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, <laughs> yeah.
3: GTA 5. By the way, <laughs> rebounding out of a failed relationship with video games is just yeah. fucking, that's perfect. What can go is, wrong? That is just the perfect way to go.
0: That other Odyssey was good, too. Yeah. Well, he's, he's getting a PS4, not a Switch. Well, that's your first mistake. (laughs) I wasn't wild about Red Dead, but you clearly have to play Red Dead. See, I don't know. I don't know if I would recommend that. Mm. I think the Switch is a better choice for singles. Look, he's getting a PS4. (laughs) 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 So what PS4 games from the last two and a half years? Well, if he's going to play alone.
3: Mm -hmm. Bloodborne. I don't know if that's two and a half years. It's been a while. Just play it. Four and a half. Play it. It's bleak and dark and challenging and fun, and you will uh, overcome obstacles. And it will remind you that even if you're depressed from your failed relationship, there are worlds out there that are grosser (laughs) and scarier and worse. Yeah. Or play something, play some cartoon nonsense. Um, Cuphead 2. Yeah. Play something big. Cuphead's not on PS4. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> big goofy open world games where you're like super powered Kingdom like Hearts. Spider-Man obviously is Spider-Man is a good one go. like, that's, a, is a that's such a legit. thrilling exhilarating fun ass game and you just whip around you find backpacks and, what? and stuff you gotta play God of War no I, yeah. I'll play
0: that game no you, he says <coughs> I forgot his last sentence he said the last game I played was Titanfall 2 I am planning to play God of War already so. why'd
4: you say don't play God of War I just think I'll make him sad what? Oh, no maybe. that's not a
0: sad game well it's not a sad game I had a good there may be cry sad parts, at of it, but, but it, like the overall package is not a sad game yeah yeah
3: I had a good cry at the end of that game, but it was like a powerful. It was like a, you know, a, a, a warm cry. It was an affirming. I, I would say <laughs> a warrior's cry. <laughs> yeah,
0: play The Witness. I think hmm. So that's a first-person puzzle game. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, Shadow Brandy of the Colossus remake. Shadow of the Colossus remake. remake. It's a solid game. A I really would skip
4: uh, Trico Last Guardian. Yeah,
2: mm. dude. If you do mm-hmm. God of War and Spider Man, and then like you know gravitate towards whatever your interests are, you are in a good. You're in good shape. Horizon, yeah, Horizon Zero Dawn
0: is a good pick.
4: Mm-hmm. You know, Fortnite's popular.
0: Fortnite is very popular. Yep, yeah. we gotta be. That's getting, on PS4. Or yeah, Apex Legends. Apex Legends. Uh, we gotta, gotta be, be getting, getting close in to
2: Horizon Two, surely.
0: Well, I Maybe. Think we talked about that recently because, like, we don't. Uh, that was 2017. What mm-hmm. uh, yeah. a month before. Or a few days before the uh, switch was released. Yeah. So yeah, nothing. Nothing since then about what that team's up to. So
3: I think that's a launch year PlayStation Five game, and I think we'll find out about it next year. And mm. they'll be like, "Hey, here's what we're doing," and I, I'm sure it'll be another Horizon game.
0: Yeah. Uh, other good uh, picks would be Resident Evils Two mm-hmm. remake and Seven. Yeah, I think both of those are very good games.
3: Throw four in there too. Yeah. It's twenty bucks. Classic. How about that
0: Persona Five? Mm-hmm. That one too. Gigantic. Japanese RPG. If you start that now, you'll play it for two and a half, you'll just, years. yeah, you'll play it for tens and tens, dozens of hours.
4: What other RPGs? Final Fantasy fifteen. Does that was that in that window?
0: Yeah, and that one's and it's
4: gotten a gotten lot better. better. Gotten better. And then Dragon Quest eleven looks really good too. If you, I'm just saying, Dragon if you Quest like
0: RPGs, that, yeah. those are some options. Dragon, Dragon Log Inquisition. For a more uh, Western RPG experience, I would recommend Divinity: Original Sin two, mm-hmm. an incredible RPG. Which is on PS4, which Justin usually is supportive of, but he's being strangely silent right now. Uh, I didn't love Divinity 2. Oh, my gosh. I here I go.
2: No, I don't say here we go. <laughs> the combat's very slow. Um, You're in combat well, I, a long, long time.
0: Yeah, but I, I find the combat satisfying, and there's lots of, like, elemental Yeah.
2: I really I stuff like all play, the man. RPG stuff, like in terms of act like your ability to role play in that game yes. and have interesting dialogue choices, like I've never ever played a game that's effective or as good at that. Um, but then when I'm in combat, like I wish combat just had a turbo, like just run
0: at triple the speed. You're mm-hmm. right. Like that, that might be useful actually, especially when you get deeper in the game. Uh, finally, Rob, I would recommend Dead Cells for oh, like yeah. a faster pick up and play session and super hot. Super hot. Which did come to PS4 in the last two and a half years. That's and right. An amazing, very short and contained first-person shooter. Uh, Moving on to some news this week. Darkest Dungeon 2 was just announced yeah. yesterday.
2: Did you see the... So, PC Gamer had an interview with them that revealed yeah. some
0: details. Yes. Um, sounds like it's going to be pretty different. Yes, uh, Justin and I are probably the darkest dungeon boys on this panel. Have you guys, Sam, Brian? I'm aware of it. I'm, but you haven't mm-hmm. played it looks, I think dungeon. you would both like it. Yeah. It looks
3: I great. really want to. Um,
0: it's on every console. Yeah. It's on iPads on switch. Yeah.
3: Yeah. That's right. It's, it's like very, it's very difficult, right? It is very difficult. Um and unforgiving.
0: But they added they have the, an easier difficulty. They have an easier, shorter mode. The like. thing
2: about that game, and I love that game, but it's awesome, 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 awesome. Then you kinda hit a wall at the end, and then you kinda like you don't really have much of a choice but to grind for like twelve or fifteen hours. Mm. And they rebalanced it to hopefully try to eliminate some of that and allow you to just sort of it's still very hard. It's it's a misnomer
0: to call it an easy mode, but it just sort of smooths out the ramp of like getting through to the end <clears> of the game. It's great. A big pitfall is that so like you're like You're building up a a team of adventurers and trying to conquer the, the darkest dungeon in your hometown. A big pitfall that people run into is that you... You, you lose. <laughs> you level up just like a few characters that are your most powerful, and then on a run, they could all be wiped out. Mm-hmm. And then you're left with a bunch of low-level characters Scrubs. That, that can't do anything in these high-level dungeons. you just reset it. your console before it saves? Uh, I don't oh, know. I, don't I think, I think so. it's too smart. <laughs> too smart. <laughs> I think it's auto-saving all the time. So really yeah. On
4: the back of the PS4, click. That's really the mistake. To, like, is like, everyone's like, I'm
2: doing great. And they go into the darkest dungeon and get yeah. wiped out. And then they don't... The, the mistake is that people
0: don't have like a B team. Yeah. That's like... You kind ready- uh, of have to have an A. A, B, and C teams, I think. To really play that game well, uh, but anyway, Darkest Dungeon Two is announced. It's the same combat system, um, but they, they say it has a completely different metagame structure. You're going on a journey now, so yeah.
2: you're sort of like. It sounds like I think it's going to be like FTL. I think is, it's going to be like a random I was gonna run. Ask if
4: it was going to be like that. That's funny. Hmm.
2: They they haven't announced yet, but I think in the in the original game you're going into a dungeon over and over and over again, and like trying to clear out this estate. And I think this time, you know, you're you're going over like a mountain pass, right? So I think it's going to be different each time. Yeah, that's
4: cool. Do you think there'll be action elements? at all or is it all going to be I do so. I
0: mean, you know they say the combat system will return yeah. it's so it's turn based it is turn based okay. yeah yeah uh, they say we're giving players a glimpse of the supernatural apocalypse twisting and distorting the world beyond the estate Oof. of the original darkest dungeon uh, they say they're you know Red Hook Studios is the developer they've grown to 14 people they have plans to add another 6 or so in the coming 18 months big which tells me the, the this game is maybe a, wise a, out. a ways out <laughs> it also indicates <laughs> I love that they're, like, developing the lore of this, like,
2: game world. Well, the yeah. lore hound in me really oh, yeah. appreciates that. The um, lore hound. Like, where are they journeying to? Like, that almost implies that, like, way down the road, there'll be a third one, right? Like, well, yeah, they're building up to something.
0: They also say the sequel is still very appropriate for an early access type approach. So mm-hmm. uh, I think the, first, the original Darkest Dungeon was out in early access maybe, like, six months or so before it officially launched. Buy it. Play it. It's on every platform. Yeah. Very, very cool. Looking forward to that. We have an email here from Scott Sinkowski. Uh, b- big fan. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah. Hey, man. Little former <laughs> former IGNer, Scott Sinkowski. I think I only met Sin once. Currently at Apple. Mm-hmm. Good uh, dude right there. What's it up, says, uh, Dear Fuzz at the Omega Precinct, after the news hit recently <clears throat> of the 9.4 WADA-graded copy of Super Mario Bros. Mm-hmm. selling for $100,000, I wanted to get your thoughts on graded video games. Sam, you want to fill everyone in in case they...
4: Yeah. aren't caught up on this? Uh, 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 a couple of collectors uh, conspired to purchase a very high-valued uh, copy of Super Mario Bros. It's, it's sealed, but it doesn't have shrink wrap. It has a sticker on it. That means that it came out in the very early launch window of the NES. But it's also you know, unbroken and in very good condition. So it was high-rated. I think it was given a 9.7 by a rating company. There, there's, uh, similar to comics, you can send your game out, pay a fee, get your game rated. Um, and so the fact that it was uh, from a rare pressing, uh, early pressing, and that it was high-graded meant that uh, people think that one day it will be worth even more than it is now. Mm-hmm. So a bunch of people kind of bought it as an investment and they paid $100,000 for it. It was not auctioned. This just
3: was purchased. So a bunch of people chipped in on this.
4: Yeah, like oh, I think it was six collectors that uh, pitched in, and their idea and the comparison that everybody's making, and that I might have originated with Frank Cifaldi, uh was uh, uh, that uh, it's like Action Comics number one. So uh, that's the first issue with Superman, you know, first appearance of Superman. That, that matters, right? It's culturally relevant, uh, like Super Mario Brothers. Unlike games like Stadium Events, which is you know, equally or, or just just under that value, which doesn't really have cultural significance. It's for completists mm-hmm. to complete like a collection of original NES games. And so they're thinking that like there's gonna be like this kind of rubber banding for a little bit and then like Super Mario Brothers early pressing in perfect condition will be the most valuable video game imaginable.
3: Right. Because at the end of the day people care about Super Mario more than Stadium Academy
4: events. events and
0: that's a bold statement. <laughs> and,
4: and, and they care about early pressings. Yep. And they care about... Uh, so, in this case, action comics is really important here because there's no really great surviving uh, uh, pressings of that. It's like you get graded, but you're never going to get one to be like, wow, this was... Hermetically sealed at the time, it just didn't happen. And so, like, we're very lucky to even have a Super Mario Brothers in this good condition. Well, it's
3: I'm really into Star Wars toys, and like, there's that first run of Kenner Star Wars toys from the late 70s. That same deal as the old comics and old video games. Nobody was like, "This is gonna be worth something someday." I'm gonna seal this in this box, or I'm gonna polybag this comic, I'm gonna put this, you know, carded Kenner figure unpunched in a in a cube Mm -hmm. and store it through all of time. Like you opened video games, you opened Mm -hmm. comics, like you put you put action figures like in the bathtub and on and your bicycle spokes and stuff like that it bought yep. to be used. Yeah, and records exactly.
4: are the same way, and now we live in a collector culture in which we're aware, aware of that. Yes, and then, right. and so you buy something, and you might buy two of them and not open yeah. the other ones. So if that all started with comics, and but like, whatever
2: yeah, is and rare games. and expensive in thirty years will be something that it didn't even cross anyone's mind. Exactly, be. it's not going to beanie
4: babies, and it's not going to be a it'll be like an iPhone or like yeah. you know something. We've, weird. we've
3: ra- actually already started seeing that, and you can back me up Early on this with with uh, with video games recently, where mm-hmm. it's it's not necessarily the ones you expect. Yeah, I mean, like the I saw boxed versions of the. Wii the, like the Wind Waker edition are going for like 800 bucks right now. And that's only going to go up because the Nintendo stopped making them. Mm-hmm. And a couple years ago, you were like, oh, what is this junk? You know? Not me. I, I
4: if people had moved on from the Wii U, yeah. so it was a low pressing and like stuff like that. That's a, <coughs> Wii U, and we are really going to be collectible systems because yep. they have a bunch of shovelware. Yep. And the shovelware will inevitably have significance, and for
3: completionists, it's very hard to get a complete Wii collection because it. Ha- yeah, because certain games had low. Pr- I remember. Um, so I much, so much shovelware. Yeah, shovelware. <coughs> yeah, I was buying. So I was what,
4: shovelware on NES is like the most valuable stuff sometimes. At like, some so point, it's a dinosaur peak. The Flintstones game. I yeah, that's, that's right. That's
3: that's another one that Mario. I I think. I'll boldly say it's (laughs) apples in the cultural zeitgeist. Um, But I was at one point trying to get like a full complete set of GameCube games um, and uh, North America. Mm -hmm. And I realized that I believe it was Gauntlet Legacy or something like that. Gauntlet Legends Legends or one of those um, was one of the more rare games because they just didn't print a bunch of copies. And I think I played that on GameCube. Yeah. And it's totally fun, but it's it's like it wasn't really worth like, you know, quadruple the value at the time. Mm But uh, yeah, a lot of things like that just just keep going up and it's never yeah. the ones you expect. Yeah. What are you doing with
2: yeah. those GameCube games now?
3: They are in a, uh, like a CD spindle with, I got rid of all the boxes and manuals mm-hmm. and everything. And they're, they're sitting in a drawer in my house. <laughs> oh, that hurts my heart. I don't know what to do with them. You want them? <laughs> no. Okay. I uh, uh, want the
4: boxes and manuals. Yeah, yeah.
3: Yeah. Exactly. yeah. Those are all gone. Um, yeah, it's 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 interesting because it's like I think now we've we've boomeranged into this weird hoarder culture where people are like they save boxes for everything and they keep everything packaged and they keep action figures on the on the card backs and everything like that. And it's all at the off chance that it might be worth something someday. And because we're all doing it at the same time. And
4: you're being marketed to like it will be.
3: Yes. Well, I remember even the um the it's a waste of time and space. You mentioned like the action comic Superman thing when Superman died, spoilers, in the nineties, they had the death of Superman comic and it was sealed in a black in a black turned bag. out he was the one with sunglasses yeah exactly and he came back like five times his five different krypton aliens or whatever there was one of them was a um, robot i think it was weird but every kid i knew bought uh like three copies of that and one was to keep in the bag yeah. and one was to uh open and read and mm-hmm. one was to like store in a closet forever because 30 years yep. from now that's
4: exactly be it. what happened at the time also the breaking of the Batman issue. Yep. Where Batman's back was broken. Where Bane was, broke his it, back. Yeah, it was right at the time in which you buy geez. extra copies, and you go to the comic book store. They might be sold out. Yeah, so right. totally, though, it had you know, hundred thousand copies pressed versus like what it would have been at the time, thirty thousand. Yeah. So it's yeah, like, you know, because because people went to the store to buy them when they didn't usually mm-hmm. buy them and stuff. It's all gimmicky. It has much more to do with how many copies exist. Yeah. Than anything else, mm-hmm. and at that time, the things that were worth money, the more recent comics that were worth money, were things like the first appearance of Wolverine or the first issues of uh, Spawn. of Spawn with Todd McFarlane and uh, uh or sorry, the first issues of Spider Man with Venom in them that Todd yeah. McFarlane was doing and stuff. Right, like those became worth money, but people didn't really like Spider Man when the or the Hulk when Wolverine appeared in that. Th- those happened to be kind of unpopular at the time, mm-hmm. so then they had low print runs, and then nobody. And then when those characters exploded, they were, you know,
3: there's also weird it's, stuff. Oh, like, is that? It's not I the saw, thing you expect. I, I saw, and Seth, I think Seth Macy from IGN was tweeting about this recently, but uh, there's like a basketball card from the '90s where sitting courtside are the Menendez brothers. Like two Ooh. days after they killed their parents, because wow. they took all this money, and they're like, "Let's go to the Let's go to the basketball they
4: got game." Caught in a basketball, yeah, party. and they're
3: caught. They're caught in the back of a basketball card, and uh, that just became this weird collector's thing. Like mm-hmm. if people last on to things that you wouldn't expect. So. Yep. What was the
0: question? Getting back to Scott's <laughs> question, he says, I personally dabble in the graded comic book market as a fun way to invest money into something I love and am culturally interested in. The movement seems fairly new to games, and much of the gripes I see online are the same complaints people had in the 90s over slabbed comics. For instance, you can't read the comic or play the game. Mm. You can only enjoy the cover. because After they seal it,
4: yeah. they put it in this like you know lucite case, and then mm. you don't take it out. A
0: slab. One thing going for comics is that accessibility is the accessibility to archived content is widely available via trade paperbacks or digital. Obviously, for games, this is a bigger issue with so many games currently unplayable to the general public. Mm. One final note, for comics and sports cards, they're really just preserving paper by comparison. Some games have built in batteries or other potentially toxic substances that may continue to deteriorate over time despite being entombed. Keep up the great work. I listen every week. Not mm. a question, Scott. That wasn't a question, but yeah, just sort it's of- really interesting. He did spark a very long discussion. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Amongst I opened us,
4: up a. Uh, I was uh, helping somebody fix a pinball machine this weekend, and I opened it up. And the, the, there's three AA batteries in it. This is really common in those games. Uh, and you, they were l- leaking acid. Yep. And the acid follows this, like, trace of uh, the, the components in the computer, which is, like, this was a Sega machine, really expensive to replace the board. And, like, to clean it up is, like, really hard to do. And, like, it was ruined, basically. Hmm. Uh, and games with batteries in them, I thought that was a really good point that he made, that mm-hmm. Zelda, you know... That's not a rare game or anything, but like that battery will eventually leak, could really hurt your game. I, maybe I have to see how it's mounted in there. I mean, maybe you know, it I never needs to be.
2: That, maybe, maybe they need to be, you know, entombed and preserved in a different way, like different methods than mm-hmm. what we do for comic books.
3: Well, I think it's like if a battery dies inside of a game, you would never know unless you unseal it, and by unsealing it, yeah. you devalue it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, uh, it's like Schrodinger's video sh- game. Yeah, yeah, exactly.
4: It's the cat, and it's like, can you see? is that game ever going to be played? Does it matter if it's playable? Is the game, people like, do pop open games yeah. when they're selling expensive ones that aren't graded and they show you yeah. the uh, yeah. the, the board. Yeah. To make, yeah. make like sure
2: you're never good. ever going to play it. So how do you even know what's in it?
4: Yeah. And then graded things, like we're talking about it's it's sealed. True. They're already sealed. They're sealed games. Yeah. So yep. it's
2: like... This, You know, the flip side is uh, video games are software, right? So it's like the preservation of like a physical good, like that comic book that's sealed away. That's the whole experience. Like you flip through those pages and read the comic, whereas the video game experience lives in like the lines of code. Like it's digital, Mm -hmm. right? So it's like this physical artifact of what's actually like a digital experience that can still be had. Like you can still download and play he's right that game preservation is a concern, yep. but, um...
4: That sticker on the $100,000 uh, Super Mario Brothers copy is worth $100,000. Or it's worth $90,000. Really, yeah, The rest of it's not. And the
3: thing is, like, you can read the PDF of that comic yeah. and you can play the ROM of that <laughs> game, but, um... At some point, someone's going to find something that's so rare that isn't backed up. And I think, like you mentioned, Frank Safali, that's what those guys are really into. Oh, yeah. is finding weird old games that uh, never got localized or released or finished. Um, and it's all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, like putting them back together. Like, there's all kinds of evidence that,
2: like, on the eShop and Virtual Console, <coughs> that companies are downloading and selling you back ROMs that were yeah. downloaded off the internet.
3: Yeah, and even pulling, uh, like, sprite sprite sheets off of, like, DeviantArt and, yep. and publishing them as their own. And you can see watermarks marks in them and stuff like that. It's really weird. And you and I have talked about um, like what happens with mobile games. Like, yeah, they're all you know, lost. like they're they all, all go away and then you have to basically like if I want to play Resident Evil 4 on iPhone, um, I have to get an iPhone from like three or four years ago and like not update it. Basically. The example I always come back
2: to is John Romero made, you know, sort of crappy mobile games for a while for old flip phones <laughs> and the games aren't good. They're not amazing. But like this is one of the most important like video game yep. creators of all time. Like, you know, he was y- way ahead
0: of the curve on that too. He yep. was doing that in like the yeah.
2: nineties. And so it's like there's cultural significance there that, as far as I know, is just gone. Like you wouldn't want to lose. But that's like the
4: collector thing. That at some point, people will be mining that archive of like they'll buy a bunch of old handsets, buy a bunch of old iPhones, and like see what's on them because you yeah. can't get the code. Anymore I
3: mean, else. Bioshock came to iOS, and then they <laughs> updated so iOS, and they and stopped gone. selling the game, and now it's gone. But somewhere on <laughs> someone's phone, who they refused to update it, is is a playable version of that classic game. Stuff and like and Infinity Blade from the. Major- Makers of Fortnite, which is right. one of the biggest games on Earth, and this is what they were up to before that. I scrambled and downloaded like that trilogy because I had them purchased already, but um, they will not update that that series yeah. with the new versions of iOS. So if you know they come out with a new version of iOS tomorrow that patches those games out, and they're just gone forever. Yeah, I
2: have an old iPad that has a bunch of stuff like that on it that I just keep. I'm not going to update the OS on it. Like it just
0: has. I dig that. <laughs> I once flushed a GI Joe down the toilet. And I filmed it with my dad's camcorder. All right. I so hope. (laughs) Oh, yeah, he went down. I don't remember which G.I. Joe it was, though. Yeah. I hoped really hard that that sentence just Just ended with the word toilet. Go into the sewer? Sewer (laughs) under your house. I'm sure it's lodged
4: somewhere in there.
0: Uh, One more email. This is from Piyush. And he says, Sam, Mm -hmm. I also hate ice cream. So you are not alone in this world. Did I say hate? This is just what Piyush is saying. Because I meant it. (laughs) Really? You hate it? Yeah, I really don't like it. What's there? Is it because it's
3: cold or yeah. like- No, nah, I don't
4: like the I don't like sweet stuff. But also, it's really messy. It and is like, definitely messy. I, I've, I've been in situations where it's like, man, I hate ice cream. It's so messy. Don't please don't don't bring that <laughs> in the car to a friend or my wife or whatever. And then all of a sudden, there's just ice cream on the, on the ceiling, the car the roof, the car
3: common problem we yeah. all face yeah
4: or like little kids when they have ice it it's like the, the napkins like matted onto it and then there's just ice cream all down their yeah. arm
3: little kids are just
2: gross it's in disgusting. general so i was gonna say there's yeah. a little kid's hands are just sticky all the time it's no what <laughs>
0: can't be helped Don't just carry yeah. wet wipes Cannot, you everywhere oh yeah 100%. yeah yeah uh all right and that brings us to video game 20 questions and if you Which? remember way back what's that I said noise. Remember, way back to our first email this episode from Michael Charbonneau in Bar, Vermont. Mm-hmm. He also provides our video game twenty questions suggestion this we're, week. We're giving him another chance. Yeah, uh,
4: he should tell us what his stats are next time because I want to know before we go in. We're, we're doing repeat twenty questions. Say, I've stumped them twice. <laughs> Can you answer my third riddle?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I want stuff like that.
0: Let the questioning begin. Do you eat or drink
2: food or wa- or like stuff
3: in this game? Yes. Whoa, that's a good I, this I, I like that. That's Thanks. Really nice one. Uh, can you see your hands in this game? Yes. Oh, man. It's not Pac Man. Yeah, I was trying to think. Pac Man, that's have one hands. of the only ones where you can eat food and not see your hands. <laughs>
4: <laughs> Nailed it. Did this come out uh, after 1990?
2: No. Oh. Yes. <laughs> uh, is this a role
4: playing game? No. Well, there's only like four of those before 1990. <laughs> so we got rid of
0: those. Not a role playing game. Uh, what
3: what games do you see your hands and eat food and uh, it's got to be a power up? Um, Castlevania, Final yeah. Fight. You eat food. <laughs> yep. Uh, Castlevania. Yeah, you eat the the, the wall chickens. Um, this first appearance in an arcade game. No. Cool. Super Mario That's technically five. eats. Yeah. Is he technically eating? Yeah, 100%. You never see him go, oh, that was a really good There's mushroom. He's technically There's-
4: murdering because he murders every single brick, which is actually the inhabitants yeah. of the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah, into- he's
3: freeing That's bleak. He's, uh,
2: no, he's th- I think the implication <laughs> is he's eating that mushroom. He's eating the the little Toad Boys?
3: No. The children? No. <laughs> mushroom <laughs> Kingdom children he's eating?
4: What about in Mario Two? Does he ever eat a vegetable, or does he just throw? He them? He just
3: throws them. Yeah, he doesn't like. Wart them. What, eats
4: those vegetables. Wart
3: eats them. Yeah. What
2: happens? W- to the that? vegetables hurt him. He doesn't eat them.
4: What you throw them in his
3: mouth, and he dies. Do frogs eat Why vegetables? Why are they even Do in frogs his frogs bedroom? <laughs> yeah, that was. Oh, is it, question. is he a toad? I have a lot of questions Wart, anyway. Yeah. <laughs> um Is the
2: oh, man? Is it a is it a brawler? Is it a two D side scrolling brawler?
3: No. Oh,
4: okay. So, well, did this game appear on the NES? Yes. So an NES
3: made for NES. game. So it's it's not it's not um, well you don't eat in Double Dragon right? It's not River City Ransom. It's, not, not, sure. a yeah. in dub- in it's not a brawler. You eat in Double. It's not River City Ransom. Yeah, barf. but it's not. But that's a brawler. You barf in River City Ransom. You do. You, you don't barf. But you you barf say everybody. barf. Yeah. Yeah. You no, say- they <laughs> they say barf. Oh, yeah. <laughs> barf. Everyone throws up in that game, but you.
2: <laughs> do you think they're just saying barf?
3: I think no. They're, I think is they're this puking. game based on a license. Based on a license, no. It's not Gremlins Two, the new class. That was, that was on the tip of my tongue. <laughs> it's,
0: uh, well, it's not the new class. It's the new batch. The <laughs> <laughs> new class. You have Saved by the Bell. Gremlins,
3: <laughs> the next generation.
4: <laughs> students,
0: <laughs> please sit <laughs> down. <laughs> You're also not supposed to feed the students of Saved by the Bell after midnight. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You're right. It is. And the then new someone batch. did, and that's what happened to that show. Uh,
4: is this a Japanese game?
0: No. Ooh.
4: American. NES game. Mm-hmm. It's not
3: a brawler where not you see licensed. your hands and eat. Is it, a, is it a platformer? No. God. Oh, what the? That's 10. Oh, man. This is an NES game, right? For sure. We know that. Mm-hmm. And you know you've eaten it. Um, Kirby, right? That blob eats in a it's, boy It's, in his blob. A, it's not Kirby. a Japanese game. Oh, right.
2: And it's not licensed. I feel like all the Western-made games were based on a license back then.
3: Yeah. Mm. What are the American-made... NES games. There's a lot. Are there? Yeah, it's all shovelware.
2: But they're not platformers no, or brawlers.
3: Was this game Batman positively received? Yes. People love this game. <laughs> um, was <laughs> thinking about Bubble Bobble is Japanese as hell, so it's definitely not that. You eat like crazy in that game, but you also don't see the hands. It would
4: be nice to get a genre or like
2: a uh,
3: company. Mm hmm. It's well, not...
4: no, American companies aren't really around anymore. How many so NES
2: we, games are we not it's... RPGs, platformers, or brawlers? Yeah, maybe what it, what, them, what,
3: right? what does that leave? Point and click adventures? Mm-hmm. Maniac Mansion? Yeah, are you eat that game, right? Yeah, maybe.
4: Was this game also on PC?
3: Yes. <sighs> I feel like I'm right there. Yeah, I think We've I had have Maniac it. Mansion before,
4: but really? that, is, that doesn't preclude us from having it again. I mean, do we ask if it's an adventure game? I mean, there's also games like Pirates and Who Framed Roger Google Rabbit and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> Who Framed Roger Rabbit. That's a Japanese game, I
3: think. That's sort of a brawler sometimes, yeah. right? I, I mean, people know. beat the hell out of you. <laughs> what were you gonna ask? I was just
2: going to ask if it was an adventure game, point and click adventure game. Dick right? Right. Is, is it a point and click adventure game? Yes. Uh,
4: I feel like it's Maniac Mansion. <laughs> can you destroy a hamster in a microwave?
0: Yes. Maniac oh, Mansion. Boy. It is Maniac yes. Mansion. Yes. <clears throat> oh, man. Nicely we, job. We did it. I don't remember. <laughs> Nicely job. <laughs> I don't remember. We had it before and we didn't get it. I don't remember having it
4: before. So, like, maybe, I don't remember. Maybe it was from him. We might have yeah.
2: had. I, <laughs> we what, can th- you th- guess it a That's second That was a tough one. And then we don't. It might have been Day of the Tentacle before.
3: Yeah.
0: <coughs> Interesting. Maybe. Yeah. Um,
4: would you have picked Day of the Tentacle though? I don't know if you would have picked the Day of the Tentacle. Is that an NES game?
0: Day of the Tentacle, not. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was I mean, gonna say. It, I yeah. Um, I was worried you were gonna get stuck on Made for NES. Oh, right,
3: no, no. I, right, right. I, I had been yeah.
4: presuming there was also PC games.
3: I, yeah. I was not at all, so I'm glad you guys saved that. Bitmap That's Books fine. has a coffee table
2: book of the art of point and click adventure games mm. that just has full page spreads of that like gorgeous pixel art from That's exactly awesome. that era. Awesome. I just got my copy last night, flipped wow. through it a little bit. Oh, nice. Man, it is gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah. I haven't, like, it's also filled with words. <laughs> What's the it? What's the screen book. scroll? <laughs> oh, wait a minute,
0: this book is filled with
2: words? The only point I'm making like is that I, I have, all I've done is flip through it and it passes the test of just being gorgeous. What's and sturdy, it called? Uh, the art of point and click adventure. Sweet. Games. So yeah, go look that I up. I can't vouch for, like, you know, like I'll read through it and be like, is this book, you know, a really legitimate cultural artifact or not? But um, it is really, really
0: gorgeous and full of great art. It, um, the NES port may have been handled by a Japanese studio. I'm not sure, not. but the game is obviously developed. So we won twice. Right. Ron Gilbert. Yeah, we He's only sweet. have
2: to we only have to call on the referees if we get it yeah. right. if we don't make it, if we don't get it. Yeah, that's true.
0: Uh, thank you for the suggestion, Michael Charbonneau. That's about all the scoops we have for you this week. Sorry, we have a bit of a truncated episode. Uh, we're very busy schedule in the uh, IGN studio here this week. Is anyone going to play Anthem this weekend? Yeah, you are going to play it. Hmm? Okay. No. Is it out this weekend no. on it's Friday for yeah, everything.
3: everything? Yeah. Okay. I don't no, I, pull up the chart. Yeah, the how I am the, it's fourth
0: release date, I believe.
2: Yeah. Still playing Trails in the Sky.
0: Trails in the Sky for you.
2: There's been a coup, a coup attempt. Oh, oh my! Goodness. So I'm trying to reach the queen and get word to Queen Alicia right now. Sweet! Oh my
4: gosh. We
0: play Tetris 99. That's a spoiler we, by the Tetris way. Tetris 99 <laughs> is super fun. That's it's a really good game. Yeah,
4: and I also found Incredibly out that there's some people experience. in the office that are really good at Tetris in the new way where you can do tricks that you couldn't before. I didn't even right. know spins. about
0: those. It's all about those T spins, man. Right? Yeah, it's crazy. They're powered by the T virus. That's true, Uh, Brian. I haven't seen you online on your PS4 since uh, Far Cry New Dawn.
3: Oh, that's right. Yeah, I gotta get back out there. Uh, I think I'm gonna go do some more campaigns in Resident Evil 2, which I really enjoy.
0: Yeah, they're just uh, the new new DLC DLC is is really fun. Oh, right, right, right. Okay, cool. Uh, and I will attempt to finish Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Good work, we'll see. All right, remember you can always reach us at the email address, Gamescoop at IGN.com. Thank you, Justin, thank you, Sam, thank you, Brian, thank you, Dan, in the studio. Let's moving on everybody. Let's moving on. My name is Damon, this is IGN Gamescoop. Let's and we're out. <laughs>
1: you've probably
5: heard the name mary queen of scots and maybe you know the importance of her legacy to the british monarchy but how much do you know about her life and what she was really like for instance did you know that she preferred to have her eggs scrambled or that giving gifts was her love language In my podcast, Vulgar History, we'll be talking about all that and more during an eight-part mini-series about the fascinating life of Mary, Queen of Scots. Vulgar History is a feminist women's history comedy podcast where we don't shy away from the messy, complicated lives of women from the olden times. Particularly with women in history, it's easier to use broad strokes to portray who they were, and it's like we forget they probably also had messy lives, complicated relationships, and maybe things weren't as black and white as they might seem in a textbook. But...